Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up on the form. LeBron, you said after game one, you were anticipating some some differences in Golden State in game two. What did you find to be the, the most effective, whether Steph having the ball more or the way that they defended AD? What stood out to you? Um, they made the adjustments, and, um, you know, we knew they were going to do that. Um, that's what a championship team does, and, uh, you know, they they held serve on their home court tonight, and we got to um, obviously see the adjustments they made. We got to make our adjustments coming into game three. And AD... The quest for a championship comes without trials and errors. The Los Angeles Lakers were giving a stark reminder of how much more work they have to do before accomplishing this. Game 1 presented dominance by the Lakers. Despite Golden State's barrage of three-pointers, to get back into the game, the Lakers prevailed in a very classic Game 1 of the Western Conference Semis. Game 2, little to be desired. Championship teams make their adjustments. Championship caliber teams come out with a sense of urgency. We all know that the quest for a championship is rough. It's earned, not given. The toughest roads taken rewards with a much bigger accomplishment at the end. With that being said, we are tied at one game apiece coming back to the Crypto.com Arena on Saturday night for Game 3. Laker Nation, you know what it is. It's time to impose our will on the Golden State Warriors. Rest assured, it is going to be a tense game from start to finish. We are L.A. This is our city. We are the Los Angeles Lakers. No further more needs to be said. So grab a seat. Get comfortable. As the lights dim, this is the form. A Los Angeles Lakers podcast right here exclusively on the Grid Network. Laker Nation, you know the vibes. Lake Show, let's go.
And now for our feature presentation. Good morning, Laker Nation. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of The Form, a Los Angeles Lakers podcast right here exclusively on the Grid Network. Dare to be different? Step into the grid. Your new leaders in digital media, sports, and entertainment. My name is Patrick L. Brown, the host of this phenomenal podcast. And if you're a first-time listener, I'd like to say thank you and welcome. You're in for a great show a lot to dive into on this Friday morning here in the Midwest. It's about it's about 60 degrees here in my city. The sun's done rose pretty good. The birds are chirping. But if you woke up this morning and you were able to open up your eyes and your feet hit the floor, thank God for letting you see another day in the land of the living. A lot to dive into. A lot of di- a lot to dive into over the last two games. We are going to start with this game one, which was a dominant performance with the Lakers. What we what we were able to do in game one, it was something, it was beautiful, it was something to see, but game two is a totally different ball game. But we're going to break down both games, um, a tale of two ADs. Anthony Davis and Alfred Davis. You could probably figure out which one is which. Uh, the game two blowout loss was a result of that. The Lakers disinterested in Kyrie Irving this coming summer. You're going to love my take on this. You're going to love it, Laker Nation. You're going to love why I believe that there is some disinterest coming out of out of the organization and from people within that are plugged into the team itself. LeBron James not getting any MVP votes for the first time in his career. Uh I'm pretty excuse my language. I'm gonna go ahead and put a disclaimer in for this particular episode. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm pissed. That LeBron James did not get a single vote for MVP this year. In year 20. You're going to love my take on that. We're also going to preview game 3. Which is tomorrow night. At the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, California. Check your local listings for times. Without further ado. Let's go ahead and get this show started. Shall we? Game 1. Was beautiful. Going to Golden State, the beautiful Chase Center, probably, in my humble opinion, some of the best fans in basketball, in my humble opinion. Our our fan base is great. The crypto's loud and proud. But something about going to the Bay Area and you can just feel the energy and the atmosphere of what Dub Nation is about. 
But game one was the AD show. And the reason why I say that, AD come out with a sense of urgency. He wanted it. The man was clearly unstoppable in the paint. We lived in the paint as a team in game one. Points in the paint were huge. Free throws were huge. That's what kept us in in game one. Despite the the Golden State Warriors out shooting us from three, free throws and points in the paint kept us within reach. The Golden State Warriors, for whatever reason, their small ball lineup didn't work. And one thing that I've noticed about this Golden State Warriors team within the last few years, I've been paying close attention to them. They live and die off the three-pointer with the great shooters that they have with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole is a swing and miss home run type of player, Wiggins. I mean, they've got guys that can space the floor and knock down shots. But what I give... Credit where it's due, defense. The Los Angeles Lakers defense was moving around religiously. Big shout outs to Jarrett Vanderbilt in game one for being physical with Steph Curry. Steph had a bad shooting night. Clay had a bad shooting night. Dre, Clay, and Steph all were in foul trouble. Advantage, Lakers. But you know, in your heart of hearts, that this team being down double digits is nothing new to them. They would be, to use in NFL terminology, the Golden State Warriors would be the Kansas City Chiefs of the NBA. You may ask, why would I use an NFL team to compare to Golden State? It's simple. Not to get off the subject of, of basketball for a second, but I want to paint this vivid picture for you of what I see the similarities between the Kansas City Chiefs, the NFL team, and the Golden State Warriors. Regardless of how bad it looks, as long as you got number 30 on the court and number 11, those are the two guys that you fear most. Steph is the quarterback of that team, and his partner, his splash brother in crime, Clay Thompson, can be predictably Hot as well. But Jordan Poole, for whatever reason, he comes and he goes, and it's almost erratic. It's erratic basketball at times. In the back of my mind, I was I was listening to the game on Tuesday night. I was like, Jordan Poole, keep shooting, because that's what we want you to do. We'll t- we'll double stuff, we'll trap him. But as anybody on this court could beat us except 30 and 11. Well, they won on a 14-0 run about midway through the fourth quarter. In the back of my mind, I'm sitting there, I'm laying in my bed, and I'm thinking, you got too complacent. You started selling for the jump shot, Lakers. Keep attacking the rim. We've got the size advantage. We kept, for Kevon Looney, Looney as, as big as he's played in the postseason for the, the, the Golden State Warriors, we kept him off the glass for the most part. AD finished with a 30 30 points, 23 rebounds. That's the AD we needed to show up in game one. 
He came out and he wanted it and he was attacking the rim. He was taking it to Looney because they could not stop us inside. They were going to live and die by the three-pointer. But that fourth quarter, with about five minutes to go, the Golden State Warriors started knocking down shots. It went from 14 to 11 to 7. Do you look? You look up, they tied it up. I said, well, this is what Golden State wanted. They wanted the Lakers against the ropes. This is what they wanted. Because one thing's for sure. When you got two, you have the greatest shooter that ever touched a basketball court and his partner in crime that is attached to his hip. Thunder, attached to his hip is Clay Thompson. Those two are going to light it up. And it just kind of felt like, okay, we cannot let this game slip away. Can we get a body on there? Can we trap them something? It was cringy at the end for the most part. The reason why I say it was cringy is I was just waiting for someone, not LeBron James or Austin Reeves, to jack up some oblong shot to just pretty much give Golden State life. The Warriors made their run, but defensive stops down the stretch gave us that first win in this series. LeBron had a bad shooting night. AD came out and dominated. That was what I felt the team needs to do. Play inside out. We have the size advantage. No one can stop AD. Looney, regardless of who you put in front of AD, he should dominate them regardless. But I will say this. We shot more free throws than the Warriors in game one. I have a feeling, and as I'm breaking down game one, I'll get to game two here shortly. The Los Angeles Lakers will A, come out like they did in game one and play two more games in that magnitude, or B, have a few have a couple clunkers and push this series to at least seven. We hope it doesn't go seven, but that team that we're playing on the other side. That's making that short trip from San Francisco to Los Angeles. That team's coming in on the mission with some momentum. It's a series tied 1-1 apiece. We cannot let them off the hook. Period. I will preview game three near the end of the show. Let us segue into game two. Starts off. One name. Two initials. AD. Game one, we had Anthony Davis, the dominant force that he can be. And in game two, we had Alfred Davis. For those who don't know, I call him Alfred Davis on the fact of Alfred was Batman's butler in the Batman series. If you ever, any, anybody who watches the Batman movies, his trustworthy confidant and raised him since he was a little boy after his parents passed. Anthony Davis, or Alfred Davis in this instance, has no motor whatsoever. Again, if I can take Giannis's motor and put it inside AD, I'd have the perfect basketball player. 
we'd have the perfect basketball player, Laker Nation. But for whatever reason, this is the weirdest, strangest Laker superstar I've ever seen in my life. It's through highs and lows, peaks and valleys. We don't know which AD we're going to get. It's it's almost it's predictable. It's like one. It's like on off, on off, on off. The nights we need him to be on, he's terrible, and the nights the the team is bad in general, then he's on. Vice versa, whatever, wherever the chips may fall. When he's not engaged offensively, he sucks defensively. That's the pissed off portion of this. You sit back, we heap praise for him when he dominates, and then we. Throw darts at him when he just pisses in the bed and doesn't even try to, you know, stay engaged in the in the game. As I said before, and I'll say it again, when the offense isn't there, AD, we need you to be all hands on deck on defense, impact plays, rebounds, blocks, something. Give us something. If you can't get nothing going offensively, at least crash the boards. Help us help you. Can you do that, AD? Do I need to say that one more time? We got to be aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. Golden State did what they had to do in game two. We knew it coming into the game. And I said it. I was talking to a co-worker. I said, Golden State is going to come in in game two and probably blow the doors off. I looked up. I checked the score. It was a 30-point lead. I said, ain't this about a kick in the head? Clay Thompson got predictably hot. Steph was knocking down anything he wanted. The ball movement was about as crisp as it comes. It's unselfish basketball. It's free-flowing. Everybody's engaged. They stay moving regardless if they're going to take a shot or not. They stay moving. That way when the rock is kicking their direction, they can knock down shots. As for the Lakers, I think Rui is the only one who understood the assignment. LeBron, for whatever reason, that mysterious fall before the half, the end of the first half, just summed up the night. I can say nobody touched him. Did he roll an ankle? Did he tweak something? Because it didn't, there was nobody around him. And I said, well, damn, that just sums up the rest of the game. Because it's just like this team had no life after the first half. Because once the Golden State Warriors started rolling and the barrage of threes was falling in spurts. It was good night, Irene. The game was pretty much over. Rui understood the assignment. But come on, Lakers. Whenever you're down like that, you got to keep clawing. You got to keep scratching. And for LeBron to take one shot in the second half, he said, hey, he had 21 points at the half and he fished for 23. He had a jumper midway through the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, a jumper. That was it. There was no report that that I was aware of that he tweaked the ankle or the foot or nothing like that. It just it was just mysterious, and that's not that's not like LeBron to do something like that. I don't know if that was a cop out, but we knew going into Game Two that they were going to make adjustments. They had a momentum going into Game out of Game One into Game Two. They let Game One slip away, and they was not about to let it happen in Game Two. This series, in general, will come down to adjustments. 
that's any playoff series in that's left right now, adjustments. What head coach is going to push the buttons to get their players to go? The Golden State Warriors are a veteran team. They've been together, you might as well say, a decade, just about. They've seen it all. They've been through the trenches. They've won grit and grind. They've had their share of ups and downs. But by golly, George, can we get Lonnie Walker on the floor more? Please. Please. I need Jared Vanderbilt to be aggressive with Steph. I don't need to see a barrage of three-pointers and we're not getting back on defense and they're beating us in our end transition. Those are missed opportunities. And it was a golden opportunity that we missed last night by not winning game two. The series is not over. But the numbers tell me that whoever wins game three in the best of seven series tied 1-1, 88% of the, 88% whoever wins game three wins the series. I find that to be true to an extent. But the Lakers, what do we know so far this year? Win one game, Lose the second one, come out and kick ass in game three. But these are not the Memphis Grizzlies. These are the defending champion Golden State Warriors led by Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, with a plethora of role players who know their role. When their number is called, they're ready. Jermichael Green, for what it was worth, played fairly well last night. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to move off AD, because the more I think about his piss-poor performance last night, it triggers my anxiety. Because as a former basketball player, I would be, if you played youth basketball, or, or any level, whether it be youth, middle school, high school, whatever the case may be, you'd be running laps. Now, I know these are grown men and world-class athletes, but... I don't have time to babysit superstars. Darwin him for whatever's worth. You should not motivate AD to play every night. You shouldn't. And I've said it time and time again. One night you get the V12, which is AD dominant. He's him. He's effect he is effective on both ends of the floor. And then you have Alfred Davis. The hybrid. You got to charge him up and just hopefully he gets enough juice in the battery to at least hold up through a vast majority of the game. But I want to say this is probably a glaring stat that nobody probably looked at last night or maybe this morning in the box score. Gavon Looney played. He did more in 12 minutes of basketball despite playing with sick than AD did in 33 minutes. I'm going to let that marinate for a second. So you mean to tell me, Kevon Looney, with an illness, was more effective for the Golden State Warriors in 12 minutes than AD was in 33 minutes. No effort. No motor. No drive. The same shots that he took in game one, he was missing. You would think you would adjust and play inside AD. Again, when you don't have it offensively, you've got to be engaged defensively. 
It is the playoffs, AD. We don't need you to be hot and cold and lukewarm. We need you. If we're going to make a run to the finals, it starts with you. You have to be the best player on the floor. You have to. Now, I know D'Lo can get it going. Austin Reeves, Malik Beasley, for the love of God, quit jacking up threes. This team irks me. When you're down double digits, you're trying to jack up. You're trying to jack up a three like it's like the end of the world. Get to the paint. Expose their size. They cannot stop anything inside. If you get to the rim, get contact, make go make the free throws. It's not complicated basketball. It's a simple adjustment. But when you got good ball movement and you see that their weakness is inside, you got to attack it. It's not complicated. It's not that hard to figure out. Again, my six-year-old nephew can figure that out. He's six, for crying out loud. He may not understand, you know, the rules and stuff of basketball, but he would say, Uncle Pat, why are they keep shooting all those threes and not going, you know, trying to move closer to the to the basket? I don't know, nephew. I don't know. But rest assured, I could not be an NBA coach. I would have broke my dry erase board. I would have probably punched a hole in the one in the locker room. I would have sent the message. This is not what we do. You don't kick ourselves in the ass in, in the third quarter and then you just flame out in the fourth because you're down in the dirt. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kobe Bryant. God bless his soul would have chewed teammates out and they would have responded. This nonsense gets old game in and game out that you that I have to constantly repeat myself. In the last series, I was saying, somebody get a body on Desmond Bain, be physical with them. Somebody in the organization may have heard my podcast. I don't know. But the message was plain and clear. Sense of urgency. Play physical. Take away Desmond Bain. And lo and behold, we won that series. This is a different animal we're up against in Golden State. They're going to come in Saturday night into game three and try to whoop our asses. Just, just go ahead and I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. The first four minutes of the game in the first quarter is going to be what I'm looking for. That's what I'm paying attention to. How we're going to be able to run our, our lineups. Our rotations. Who's going to be engaged mentally and physically. Who's going to be up for the challenge. Somebody else other than Rui has to come along for the ride. LeBron has to set the tone early. AD has to get going early. You get him going early. Golden State has no answer. You force them to play their full deck because they're going to live and die off the three. So you can, if you can take away Steph and Clay, we can, we have a shot. 
But we still have to hold the other guys accountable that's on the floor for Golden State. Regardless of what their lineup is. Their small ball lineup is what they're going to use against us. That's what they're going to do. It's not going to change. Now credit, Clay's not going to get predictably hot again. But when he does, you have to find a way to stop the bleeding. You can't let him keep running around taking shots. Pull up, catch and shoot. You know what he's going to do. When the ball's in Steph's hands, you got to trap him. You got to get the ball out of his hands. It's simple adjustments. It's been a while since I played basketball, but but damn it. It kind of irks me when I'm listening to it and I and I can just see it in my head. I'm like, I can't deal with it. I can't. It triggers my anxiety. And with this being Mental Health Awareness Month, I have to remind myself. I have to breathe in, breathe out. Let it take hold. Moving on to... The Lakers and the disinterest in Kyrie Irving. Now we know that it's been reported numerous occasions over the last several months that Kyrie Irving has been linked to the Los Angeles Lakers. Now he was at the the game on Friday night, game six. Sitting courtside with his daughter. And and then before he left the game, he um, dapped it up with Rich Paul and Maverick Carter. Shout out to Rich and all the, the crew over at Clutch Sports, um, Clutch Sports Group. There was a report to come out from The Athletic. And I have the, the quote right here from Tim Cato. Make sure I get his name right. Tim, Tim Cato of The Athletic. Quote. Of course, there's nothing notable about an out-of-season basketball player attending a basketball game in the city known as this league's summer's home. And no matter how close Irvin might be to James, the Lakers are disinterested in pursuing him in free agency. Say league sources, who like all unnamed sources in this article were granted anonymity because they were not authorized to speak publicly. To acquire him would require jet setting several deadline acquisition acquisitions who have helped revitalize this their season and land them in a second round series against the Golden State Warriors, unquote. I'm gonna say this. As much of a talent as Kyrie Irvin is as a basketball player, 50, 40, 90 player. One of the best finishers at the rim for a guard. Got a handle out of this world in his bag. Can get any shot he wants. It's just not worth it. And I'm going to tell you why. The headache that comes with it. The agony that it causes within friction within your locker room. The constant power struggle. That beholds with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is more committed to his off-court ventures than playing basketball on the court. Now, credit him and LeBron won a championship together in 2016, which they came back and defeated the 73-9 Golden State Warriors, and 
seven games after being down 3-1 in which they both of them put together a sensational game five in that best of seven series. To me, I would not have I will not do this trade. Period. He's made up in his mind he wants to be a Laker. But is it worth it? No. You can say, well, Patrick, he helps. We can use him right now. I'm like, yeah, would you rather him? Would you want to pay a guy max contract for he's only going to play maybe 35, 40 games out of a possible 82? You already got a player in AD with injury history. Father time is catching up with LeBron. Kyrie is his own man. Now you can say, well, LeBron will be able to mesh all that. LeBron's not in the business of babysitting Kyrie. This ain't the days of Cleveland. Yes, they played together. They won a title together. But I think that ship has sailed. If that was the case, then why didn't Kyrie stay with LeBron and Cleveland after they lost the Golden State in 2017? He should have stayed with LeBron. And they probably could have won it the following year in 2018. Who knows? But Kyrie, for whatever reason, he didn't want to be in the shadows of LeBron James. And all LeBron tried to do was, you know, guide him and you know how to be a professional, be a leader on and off the court. He didn't want to listen. Credit he was, you know, one of probably the top 10, top 15 players at that time. But he felt like, I can do this. I don't need you, LeBron. I went out of Cleveland. I went out of your shadows. I want to prove to everybody that I'm not just a little, I'm not your little brother in a sense. I got this. I know how to lead. How well did I work in Boston? This is a team in the Celtics in 2018. Kyrie's first season there. They pushed LeBron to a game seven in the Cavs, as piss poor as the Cavaliers were. To a game seven without Kyrie. The following season, he comes back. They get swept, for number second, swept by the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round. 2020, the bubble year, this team went to the conference finals without him. While he was saying, well, there's other important issues besides basketball. We can be here trying to change the world. And with the Brooklyn Nets, or the, yeah, he was with the, yeah. When they brought in Kyrie to Brooklyn, how well did that work for Brooklyn? That didn't work out too good. We all know the backlash with the, with the stance on the vaccine and everything. And that's too much to try to nauseate through. And it's too much anxiety to talk about. Especially with Kyrie. He burnt that locker room up. He demanded a trade. He was hell-bent on getting to the Lakers one way or another. That's all we kept hearing for the past two years. He's going to opt out and he's going to the Lakers. Well, he didn't get sent to the Lakers. Got traded to the Mavericks. The Mavericks were sitting fourth before they made the acquisition for Kyrie. They went from fourth to missing the playoffs. A lot of you may say, well, Patrick, Kyrie, regardless of what he's been through, his shenanigans, you can LeBron can deal with that. No, he can't. Not at this, not at this event stage of his career. He's not trying to deal with Kyrie's bull job. Are you committed? Or are you not? I don't have time for you to, hope to have your own media session, your own practices. No. 
I ain't a business model that if you're not committed to winning a championship with us, you're the in or you're out. That would be the ground rules that I would lay for one Kyrie Irving. That's just me. I know you're a sensational basketball player. But I need you to be committed to the sport and what we're trying to do in this organization. Because if you're not committed to winning the championship, I don't want you. I'm sorry. Because I would rather have guys that we have now to run it back. Rui, D'Lo, Vanderbilt. The guys that we made acquisitions for that got us to the second round. Do you want to give up depth in order to bring in Kyrie and pay him an excess of $200 million? But then he wants his own stipulations in his contract? No. We're not going to make this the situation where, like what the Clippers are dealing with, Kawhi Leonard right now. Now, look how well that's working out for the Clippers. Not to get on the Clippers, but you would kind of see the similarities right here. One player has doesn't say hardly nothing at all. The other one, well, I, I can't play today, but you'll be off somewhere on a IG live doing whatever while your team's after getting their ass kicked. You're sitting there talking about any and everything that's not pertaining to basketball. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I wouldn't do it. If I'm the Lakers, Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, for the sake of LeBron, going into year 21 and next season, Keep this roster intact. With a full offseason and training camp, I like our chances going into next year. I don't need the headache of a Kyrie Irving. That is the Dallas Mavericks problem right now. That's their issue. They're pretty much stuck. Let Mark Cuban deal with that. He comes to the Lakers. And I know most Laker Nation, oh, we got Kyrie. Oh, we got one of them. Yep. I'm going to get me a bucket of wings and I'm going to get me some some nice golden brown french fries and a couple two liters of Coke Zero and I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch this train wreck. And I'm going to say like, well, I told you. I told you so. You knew what you were signing up for. If someone tells you who they are, believe them. That's my take on Kyrie. As great as a basketball player he is, we don't need the headache. I don't want that headache. I don't have to come on my show every week in 2024 talking about Kyrie's whereabouts. Is Kyrie committed to basketball? Because you're gonna know that you're gonna know the answers to the questions before you ask. That's just me. But really, really consider that, Laker Nation. Do you really want Kyrie? Yes, he can help LeBron. But look at his injury history. How many games he's played over the last four years? Injuries. Absences. Inexcused absences. He takes more PTO than the average employee in America. You're only allowed so many hours of PTO on a calendar year. Credit he played, you play 82 games in a basketball season. 
But still, when you miss, you only play 40% of your games, I have a problem with that. I can't pay you max dollars if you're only giving me 40%. You're giving me three games of good games and then you take off four games. Come back, play two, you're hurt, something flares up. I understand load management, but you have to look at the past. Look at what he's done in, in Cleveland, how that worked out. Boston, Brooklyn, now Dallas. I don't want that near my organization. I would not want it. That's just being honest. Great. Phenomenal. Basketball player. Get any shot he wants. Box office. Puts fans in the stands. But it's just the off the court stuff that you have to worry about. L.A. is the biggest stage in basketball. You under a microscope. Yeah, you can have your business ventures and all that, but you cannot put business before your commitment to winning a championship. LeBron, he's got the cachet to do that. KD, he's got the cachet to do that. Other guys, Steph, they've been there. They can invest in business while they're playing. They've got people around who take care of that. Kyrie's got to be in the middle of everything. I don't need that kind of agonizing pain denning into the Lakers franchise and organization. Because sooner or later, it rubs off the wrong way. And all fingers will point back to one player, LeBron James. You want it, Kyrie, you fix it. And that's exactly what they would tell LeBron James. You try to do someone a favor, it's like you... One of your homeboys or homegirls, oh yeah, help me get this job, man. You know, put in a good word for me. I'm a good worker. I'll show up. I got the resume. They get you the job. They don't even stay three months. Sometimes six. Even if you get a referral bonus for, you know, telling somebody else in your family or your inner circle about a job. This is not the case with Kyrie. He gonna get his money and, and chill. So, no, absolutely no to Kyrie Irving. Let him stay in Dallas. Let Mark Cuban worry about that. Moving on to LeBron James not getting a single vote for MVP for the first time in his 20-year career. That pisses me off to no end. You think about most valuable player the man is all-time leading scorer credit he's had a you know he missed some games with the foot injury but he came back like he didn't miss a beat now credit it was near the end of the season around february march somewhere along there but there was also some other players who were probably eh, they were kind of borderline but for LeBron, Ramon, James Sr. to not get a doggone vote for MVP. For anybody who didn't vote for him, shame on you. Shame on you. I can remember a time the great Michael Jordan did not win MVP. But he was in the NBA Finals. It would be one, it was one of those monsters that I'm watching. You can have that. I'm going to get this, which was the Larry O'Brien trophy. You can have MVP. 
because Michael Jordan probably should have won more MVPs throughout his career. LeBron's got four. But this should be one of those moments in time where LeBron says, I'm taking this personal. Not saying that LeBron is MJ by any stretch of the imagination. That's two totally different players and and two totally different errors. LeBron should look at this and say, okay, I'm the all-time leading scorer. I know what I bring to the basketball court. Yes, I missed some games, but as you can see, being valuable and reliable should play some role into the MVP discussion. For the vast majority of LeBron's career, he's rarely missed games except for the last few. He's been Iron Man, but Father Time is catching up with him. Age 38, season 20, LeBron James should have gotten at least a handful of votes for MVP. Now, if we're going to give it to the Jokic's of the world and Embiid, who just won it rightfully so, Embiid won MVP, but he's banged up. Jokic was, has, should have been the MVP with on the best team with the best record. Giannis was in the discussion until he got hurt. I'm starting to wonder what basketball everybody watches. It's almost a certain criteria in order to win league MVP. There was a time when great players, as great as they were, And there were quite a few over the last 75 years of NBA basketball. There hasn't been an MVP award that wasn't deserving. But for me, LeBron should be in that discussion every year. And to not get a single vote pisses me off. As a LeBron James fan since day one, what more does this man have to do? In order to be in the discussion for MVP every single year. We look at it and say, yeah, well, his Lakers team was garbage the first part of the season. True. But the second half of the season, acquisitions were made. New pieces were brought in that actually fit. LeBron and the Lakers turned it around. LeBron had some games in the first part of the season where it's just like, man, how does he keep doing this in year 20? How? The man's averaging 30.31.5 points, man. Like he's 25. He's It's making it it's like clockwork. And he doesn't get an MVP vote? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I really don't. I'm not discrediting it that, M, that Joel Embiid won it. But has Joel Embiid gotten it done in the postseason? No. Jokic has got to a conference finals. Giannis is a back-to-back MVP, defensive player of the year, and a finals MVP. LeBron, the years he, the two years before he went to Miami, yeah, he was the best player in the league, average of 25, 8, and 7. But the Cavs weren't getting it done. He goes to Miami, he gets it done in the postseason. He gets two chips. The year that he, the first year, the second year he won it in LA in 2020 in a bubble. 
which everybody wants to put an Acer sig beside of it. Jonathan, yeah, Giannis was the MVP that year. But the Bucks got it eliminated in the second round, if I'm not mistaken. We all sat back and said, what is the criteria for MVP? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. LeBron James, the best player in the league for, might as well say, a decade and counting, doesn't get a vote. It would rub me the wrong way if I were a basketball player. But LeBron's going to handle it with class and dignity. He's going to give Joel his props. Just like he gave props to Steph when he won it unanimously in 2016 with a 73-wing Warriors team. Best player with the best team with the best record. There's a difference in being the MVP and being the best player in the world. That was LeBron... Pretty much saying how he felt about the MVP award after Steph won it. That was back when he was in Cleveland. But he reminded everybody. Individual awards are nice. But you have to take into account who's, which players are valuable to their teams. Steph, as great as a player as he is, he's a top 10 player on everybody's list. He's slowly climbing up the ladder into everybody's top 10. There was a moment in time where that... Warriors Cavs robbery was deep. You're talking about the team that met from 2015, 16, 17, 18. This is the first time that we got to see Steph and, Le- and LeBron on the same court in a playoff series in the same conference. It's been beautiful to see. Now credit they've they've become more given each other mutual respect for what each other's done for the game. And there's been some old videos surfacing where LeBron was giving Steph high praise when he was in Davidson when they went on that miracle run in 2000. I want to say it was 2007 or 2008. And that old video surfaced like Steph's like, this little kid from Davidson is going to take the league by storm one of these days. All the teams that passed on Steph Curry in 2009. Look where Steph's at now. How many players in either of their draft classes say that they've withstood, the, they've weathered the storm and, and still able to be the beneficiaries of sports nutrition and science in order to take care of their bodies? We all question Steph's size and stature. A 6'3 guard is like, dope and it's like, oh, he's a phenomenal shooter, but can you build a team around him? Can he hold up? Ankle issues and knees, it was just like, man, this. It feels like his career is going to end before it starts. LeBron came into the league like the face of the NBA. Steph has kind of played in the shadows of LeBron. And that's just being honest. As great as Steph has been. The greatest shooter we've ever seen. I give the man his props. The man, in my humble opinion, is lights out. If I... Were a kid playing basketball today. Steph is relatable to a lot of kids. He's lovable. 
kids love LeBron, but they can't dunk like LeBron. Most kids are built like Steph and maybe a little bit shorter. They can relate to Steph, the handles and the three-point shots and other ways to get involved with the basketball knowing they can't dunk. As great as LeBron has been, you cannot overlook what both players have done for the game of basketball. One, Steph Curry. Two, LeBron James. It's been some heated battles between the two, but as a Lakers fan, as a basketball fan, I am enjoying this series. I would love to see the Lakers move on to the Western Conference Finals, but we got our work cut out for us. And I believe in my heart of hearts, LeBron should at least got five or six votes for MVP. Does at least say you care. If you live under a rock, if you have a functioning eyes and a brain and you don't see you didn't see what LeBron has done in year 20, get off my porch. For real. As Martin Lawrence said in his show, get the hell out. Get to stepping. That's what I that's what I wish I could do to some NBA writers. No, do you even watch basketball? If not, get to stepping. We ain't got nothing to talk about. It feels like the NBA writers, when it comes to their criteria for NBA for NBA MVP, it's just it, they're stuck in their own ways. They get their prisoner of the moment. Yes, Joel Embiid averaged thirty plus points a game, rightfully so. But is he going to get it done in the postseason? That's yet to be seen. He has not been to a conference finals. He's either been hurt or he's been sick. And you got a head coach who's known for blowing series leads. And you have a co-star in James Harden who is notorious for disappearing in late games and just jacking up a bunch of shots. The Philadelphia 76ers are in a heap of trouble. That's just being, excuse me, that's just being honest. But back to the Lakers. You got a big game three tomorrow night at the Crypto.com Arena. In Los Angeles, California. The series is tied. One game apiece. The Warriors, in my humble opinion. Are going to come out. And strike early. You're going to see a lot of ball movement. Clay and Steph is going to be the recipients. I expect their role players to play even better. Jordan Poole. Moses Moody. And if Kevon Moody can get a healthy day of rest, and some fluids in his body, I expect him to be a little bit more effective. Gary Payton, the second, he's going to play big. And Andrew Wiggins is due for a big game before this series is over with. I'm just putting that out there right now. He, he's due for a big game. It, it's coming. Just, just wait for it. I expect Steve Kerr to make more adjustments. As far as the Lakers, my beloved Lakers, Play with a doggone sense of urgency. What more needs to be said? Damn it, play with a sense of urgency in game three like you're trailing down 0-2 in a series. It's not complicated. Don't jack up a bunch of three-point shots if they're not falling. Play some defense. Coach Ham, know when to call a timeout. Adjust. Be physical. It's not hard. It's not hard. Basketball is not a complicated sport to learn. It's not complicated to play. Man, I'm glad I'm not a head coach, in all honesty. I'm glad I'm not a head coach. 
But we all know it starts with one player, two initials. You know his name, Anthony Davis. We need a dominant game tomorrow night. We need you to show up in the biggest way possible. Be aggressive offensively. Be a monster on defense. Whatever comes in the lane, block it. Send a message. Impose your will. Nobody can hold you inside, AD. If they do, they're going to fire you. You're a fairly good free throw shooter. Stop settling for the mid-range. Play with your back to the rim and dominate. Post. They can't hold you. Come on, AD. Get your head out of your ass for game three and play. LeBron's going to lead the way. But we need you to be all hands on deck. Austin Reeves is going to be aggressive. I want to see Jarrett Vanderbilt slow down Steph Curry. Do all you can. Keep bodies in front of him. Let anybody on the court beat you but number 30 and number 11. Because you know those two guys can easily go off for, combine for 60 points. Easily. Once they start getting a streak going from three, you can only hope you can only hope a prey that you can at least stop the bleeding. If those guys combine for 30, combine for 16 to 75 points, we're in trouble. We are in a heap of trouble. We got to take away the Splash Brothers. Make anybody on that court beat us besides 30 and 11. You can live with Jordan Poole knocking down shots. If you can test them, I'm good with that. If they make them, so be it. As long as you're out there contesting them without fouling. The refs let them play in game two. I believe the refs are going to play. let them play in game three. But rest assured, the first four minutes of the first quarter is going to tell me what I need to know about the rest of the game from the Lakers. If we come out with a lot of energy and everybody's engaged, it's going to be a good night. If LeBron can get to the arena five, six hours early, that's even a better sign. A lot can go right for us in game three. We just have to want it more than Golden State. Defense still wins championship games. Defense still wins you championships. Offense can win you games, but defensive stops can get you to where you want to go. Game three is going to feel like a game seven. It'll be a sense of urgency. Like you're down 0-2. That's the mentality the Lakers have to be in. You have to be locked in psychologically. You have to be engaged. Regardless of what may be going on around you, just go out there and play Laker basketball. Wear your purple and gold loud and proud tomorrow night. I will do all that I can in my will to stay up for tomorrow night's game. I live here in the Midwest, but I'll be listening to it with Michael Thompson and Ireland on the Lakers app. It's going to be a very tense game for me, for all of us. I'm not going to give a score prediction, but I'm going to be listening to the first four minutes of the first quarter. From there on out, I'm going to have my notebook ready like I did for game one. Taking notes most of the night. That's all the time we have for today's show. Be sure that you 
Take care of yourselves today. Make sure that you tell someone that you love them. With that being said, I will leave you with this. As you all know, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's a very, very sensitive subject matter for a lot of us. But at the end of the day, you know what's best for you and your mental health. If you are in need of therapy or counseling, please do all you can to make sure that you seek the the proper treatments. There's enough madness going on in our society and there's not enough people to come forth and say they need help. As a recovering patient, I know my boundaries. As someone who's been very open and vulnerable about my struggles with mental health, anxiety and depression and self-harm, it's it's not an easy thing to talk about. But through the course of doing my podcast, this one in Chaotic, which is available on the grid as well, it's become a safe space for me. And I want to use my platform and voice to encourage those around me to seek help. It's been a journey to redemption. And it's been a power struggle. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. And I know what I mean to people. My niece and nephew give me the inspiration That I need to keep living. Everything that I do for them. With my my career in school. My job. These podcasts. The legacy is for them. I want to leave my mark. In their life. I try not to get too emotional when I talk about this. But if you can tell. In the sound of my voice. it's, It's breaking a little bit. A six-week-old niece and a one-year-old nephew saved me from doing mean and harmful stuff to myself. In a time when everything was flipped upside down, I was at a crossroads. My niece is my little heartbeat. She is the princess. My nephew is the prince. I don't know where I would be without them, Laker Nation, in all honesty. I really don't. It's just just one of those things where God can put certain individuals in your life that can change you for the better. Now, credit, I, I have my imperfections and flaws, and I still deal with anxiety, and clinical depression from time to time. But Laker Nation, I'm going to let you know that it's okay to not be okay. We all need therapy. I'm not the only one. There are individuals in your family and your inner circle who are battling. They're thinking about taking their life. 
check on them do all you can to be of moral support don't let a day go by without checking on your your best friends don't let them fight this battle alone they don't have to be alone in the dark it looks gloomy at times but at the end of the day there's hope and there's light at the end of the tunnel so do all you can to help those who are dealing with mental health issues regardless of their circumstances be there for them hear them out even if they don't want to open up don't don't push the issue don't make it worse than what it already is just you just have to learn to cope like I don't know what you're dealing with but I'm here for you if you need help let's go get help I'll go with you out of moral support the first step to admission that you have a problem is saying I need help this is mental health awareness month and this is so many people out here who are hurting mentally emotionally who are who don't know what to do because they're alone you're not alone in this battle my fellow Laker fans you don't have to fight this alone do all you can to protect your peace even if even if that means cutting off some people who may be bringing negative energies into your into your atmosphere just know that you will be okay it's okay to not be okay it's okay to have meltdowns it's okay to cry we all have humanistic emotions and if we bottle up all that at one time, it only adds a much more heartache. Stress is a silent killer. It's a silent death. Stress leads to self-harm because you can't deal with it. At the end of the day, please, Laker Nation, if you know anybody that needs therapy, lead them in that direction. You, they don't have to tell you what's bothering them. Say, I need help. I don't know how to deal with this anymore. Save a life. Be an ally. Be active in your communities. Lend an ear. Research. Do all you can to break the stigma of mental health. I'm very passionate about that. I know on my job that We've got some stuff coming up but in that pertaining to mental health, and I'm very excited about that. But the work doesn't stop there. You and your community in the big city of Los Angeles and the surrounding areas, help those. Use your voice and your platforms. Use your social media platforms to raise awareness on mental health. We've seen athletes do it, and they've been ostracized for it. If we can cheer for or the athletes that we love on a daily basis, why can't we cheer for those who are having or going through and coming out victorious in their own lives? Think about that for a second. If we cheer as hard as we do for our athletes and entertainers, why can't we cheer for those in our inner circles who are 
doing all the things necessary to take care of their health. Think about that. I'll leave you with that. Laker Nation, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to The Grid on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Even check us out on YouTube. The page is growing and expanding as we speak. I'm going to get out of here for the day. Have a blessed Friday. Stay safe. Take care of your mental, your physical, emotional, spiritual, and intimate health. Tell somebody that you love them. Until next time, Laker Nation, good luck tomorrow night in Game 3. This is Patrick L. Brown signing off. Peace out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.